right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Higher Journeys. I'm Alexis Brooks, your host, and I'm so glad you decided to join us today. The conversation that you're about to hear is one that probably should have taken place a couple of months ago, as I have been persistent in talking about the myriad symptoms, physical symptoms that so many people, particularly you out there in the audience, have been reporting, uh, including buzzing in the ears, in some cases, dizziness, vertigo, and a ton of synchronicity. Are they all connected? And if so, are they all connected to what's happening right now? Well, the person that you're about to hear from, Trish McGregor, who's been on the show, I can't count how many times at this point, is an expert not only in synchronicity along with her wonderful husband, Rob McGregor, but also they have been researching a phenomenon that they have coined a term called planetary empaths. I'm not going to go into in this introduction exactly what that is because she's obviously going to explain it. But I think once we hear this conversation, we'll be able to connect some dots, particularly for those of you that may have been and may continue to be going through some of these very, very crazy symptoms that we are equating with uh, this incredible time that we're going through. So without further ado, let's listen into my conversation with Trish McGregor and find out just what a planetary empath is. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. I, you know, I get confused, Trish McGregor, because I can't tell, I can't recall if I'm doing conscious commentary live. I know when I'm doing conscious commentary in the garden because I'm outside, but we're doing so many different things lately. Uh, but this is, you have joined the uh, the regular long form guest based higher journeys with Alexis Brooks. So welcome journeyers. Welcome Trish McGregor. We're on a new platform. I hope you guys will bear with me. I'm going to try to do master control and host hosting duties at the same time. <laughs> Trish and I have been just kind of playing around with the, with the new format and all the bells and whistles, but, uh, and we, we were saying Trish, it's like mercury retrograde. Is it not? I've had one screw up after another for the last three or four days. Yeah, me too. So maybe we'll start with that. We're going to be talking about something. Well, I think it's all connected. Something we're calling planetary empaths. Uh, but let's start with the Mercury retrograde-ish uh, features. Why? When it was over like a month ago. I don't know. No, that's just, I don't have an answer. Uh, it could be that Mars, which is in Aries, is retrograde. So that kind of stifles I don't know. It stifles your. It stifles things. Mm -hmm. You know, communication, electronics. Right. Well, look, I mean, we cannot uh, brush under the rug what is happening, what's been happening, this sustained mass effect, and this is what's going to bring us into the conversation about planetary empaths, and I'm going to get into a little bit how I I got the had the epiphany that this is what we need to be talking about. <laughs> What's going on right now is what I would call a sustained wonkiness since March. Uh, you, you'd agree? Yes, at least at least since March. I mean, actually, I, I think a lot of this started with the uh, eclipse that we had. I think it was January 10th. January 10th, right. <laughs> Well, uh, interestingly, this is when the talk at least started hyping up on uh, what was to come, invariably being a lockdown and the pandemic, et cetera. I don't think it, I always reference mid-March because that's when, at least here in the States, it was it was right. declared a national emergency. But yeah, the effects or the 
the, the, I guess you would call them the effects or the infrastructure was in place long before. Uh, so, well, look, let's, let's get into this. Uh, I want to tell you, Journeyers, how this, uh, uh, we decided to do this conversation. We're calling planetary empaths. I don't know that you've ever heard that term. Uh, maybe you have, because it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, uh, Rob and Trish McGregor are the ones, you, the two of you, that coined that term. Is that correct? Yeah, we did in 2010. In um, 2010. Tell us, yeah. tell, why don't we start at the beginning? Let the journeyers know, if you might, uh, what planetary empaths is. We know what empaths are, but what are planetary empaths? Okay, planetary empaths basically are people who, are so attuned to the planet, literally, that they experience physical, uh, psychological, and physical, I mean, just all emotional symptoms, sometimes hours, sometimes days, and even sometimes weeks before some type of global catastrophe. And it doesn't have, it can be natural, you know, earthquake, volcano, whatever, the melting of Fukushima. Um, but it can also be like the Boston Marathon, you know, terrorist-related events. So on March 11, 2010, we is the first time we did a post called Planetary Impasse, and these about these individuals who exhibit physical symptoms before a catastrophe occurs. Now, the sensitivity of animals depending on disasters is, is well documented, but there really isn't much written about human sensitivity to these events. So here, for, for people, I'll give you some examples too. But here are the predominant symptoms. Burning, watering eyes, ringing in one or both ears, nausea, spatial disorientation, depression unrelated to whatever is going on in their lives, a feeling of profound sadness, ears that pop, vertigo, heartache, a general sense of malaise, unusual nightmares, bouts of crying out of a sense of despair, but the origin of the despair is unknown. Um, some of the other ones are, even less pleasant. Yeah. I know you've got copious notes there because there's a lot. There's a lot of meat to all of us. Stuff here. Um, starting. Okay. Here's some more. Abdominal pain or discomfort. Bleeding from the ears. Clicking or ringing in the ears, which is what I think you've complained about. Right? Okay. Heart palpitations. Migraines that last for days. Nausea for no apparent reason. Nosebleed. Poltergeist phenomenon. <laughs> Poltergeist is one of the weird ones. Uh, tingling or vibrating that runs up and down the ar arms and legs. Okay, to give you an example, on March 11, 2011, at 2.46 p.m. Tokyo time, a 9.0 earthquake shook northern Japan for six minutes, moved the main island of Hongshu eastward by eight feet, shifted the planet's axis by four inches, and shortened the length of the day by a microsecond. The quake unleashed a tsunami that raced across the Pacific, triggering tsunami warnings and alerts for 50 countries and territories. Waves over 100 feet high slammed into Honshu's shoreline and swept six miles inland, destroying everything in their path. Nearly 16,000 people died. I think the number was actually higher. Uh, this tsunami struck the Fukushima nuclear plant and created the largest nuclear disaster since Chernobyl in April 1986. Um, one of our empaths, Deborah Page, who's a paranormal researcher in Southern California, said she began experiencing debilitating physical symptoms up to a week before the, the quake. And I know because she wrote me and she says, this is what I'm mm -hmm. feeling, what's going on. Um, she, was, she was 
Her, her symptoms were really bad. Her ears rang constantly. She suffered from extreme vertigo. She had excruciating migraines. She couldn't function and ended up in the ER several times. Um, I had severe ringing in my left ear, always a precursor to a quake or, a, or volcanic eruption. Four mm. days before the quake, other symptoms surfaced. Vertigo, nausea, crippling fatigue, inexplicable nosebleeds. Deborah knew that the impending quake, wherever it would be, would be bad. Even though I was born intuitive and empathic, nothing prepared me for how these qualities would progress to my life. Now, she also had symptoms before 9-11 and before some of the other earlier things before we started uh, keeping track of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop because you're going to blow my cover, girlfriend. <laughs> Listen, this is what I'm going to do because I recognize, of course, the story. I recognize the story that you're telling because I had the pleasure of narrating the book in which this is featured called Phenomena. We're going to talk about that. But what I want to do before we go forward is let's give the juniors a little bit of a treat. We've got a clip that mentions Deborah and some of those uh, symptoms that, that I think are very important. And then Trish, what I want to do is really get into a conversation as to why yours truly uh, are experiencing some of those symptoms. And if I am, I have a feeling a lot of you out there maybe as well. So let's pause for a second, Trish. Let's listen to this clip. We'll come back uh, on the other side of it and talk more about it. So stand by. Here we go. Planetary empaths. Some people, it seems, have an ability to tune into mass events, happenings that affect large numbers of people before they occur. They don't know what's going to happen, but they know it's going to be earth-shaking, affecting our collective awareness. We've been researching these individuals whom we refer to as planetary empaths since 2011. We've collected their experiences, seeking common threads. An empath is a person who has an ability to tune into another person's emotions and sometimes literally take on those feelings. They feel everything, sometimes to an extreme, and are less apt to intellectualize feelings, writes Dr. Judith Orloff in The Power of Surrender, Let Go and Energize Your Relationships, Success, and Well-Being. A planetary empath, on the other hand, is someone whose entire physical being reacts to global mass events that are about to unfold. These individuals are so attuned to the planet that they experience physical, emotional, and psychic symptoms hours and sometimes days or weeks before a natural or man-made disaster. They come from different countries, different cultures, different ethnic and spiritual backgrounds, and a large majority of the ones we've interviewed are women. Their symptoms are most intense just prior to the disaster and often quickly subside once the cataclysmic event has occurred. Deborah Page, a paranormal researcher and psychic in Pennsylvania, is one of them. Even though I was born intuitive and empathic, nothing prepared me for how those qualities would progress through life, Deborah wrote in an email. In the early 1990s, she began to notice that her intuitive flashes were expanding to include world events. The curious thing was how these flashes translated into physical symptoms. Days before a world event, she would feel a profound grief and heartache that nearly crippled her. Then I started noticing a pattern. The grief episodes would precede an event, either a natural or man-made disaster, and disappear when the event happened. Among them, Princess Diana's death, the beginning of the Gulf War, the shooting at Columbine at Virginia Tech, the 2008 financial debacle. 
Deborah and her husband Larry were out running errands on December 23, 2004, when she suddenly experienced a loud, sustained ringing in her left ear. Visions of destruction and flooding swept through her. I knew many would die. I was so disoriented. My husband had to hold me up until it was over. I told him what I was witnessing. I was horrified. I knew it would happen in three days, but didn't know where it would happen. Three days later, on December 26th, a 9.1 to 9.3 megathrust earthquake jolted Sumatra, Indonesia, setting off a series of deadly tsunamis that inundated coastal communities with waves up to 100 feet. At least 230,000 people were killed in 14 countries, including India, Sri Lanka, and Thailand, making it one of the deadliest natural disasters. Okay, there we go. I wanted to make sure I got a nice size clip in there so people could really get uh, context, uh, Trish, for what this is all about. And I want to go back just a, a bit here before we continue with this. Journey is the reason why I'm bringing this conversation up right now is because, as some of you may know, I, I couldn't even do my show Friday. I was feeling so so many of these symptoms and, and a little concerned. I, I, I still think I have a bit of a sinus infection, but when you and I talked on the phone, Trish, and I was telling you some of the symptoms I've been having, fairly sustained, including the uh, ring, not even really ringing, I call them, uh, call it a white noise in both ears since February. Absolute vertigo to the point. Now, this has been more intense in the last, I'd say, week or two. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's because I'm wearing the mask and not getting oxygen. That could be exacerbating it. Uh, heart palpitations. I started listening to you and juxtaposing the symptoms with what's been going on with me. And I thought, holy, you know what? Is this what's going, could this be going on? And if with me, I guarantee it's going to be a lot of other people. But the question is, why so sustained? The answer that came to me, and this is where I want to get your way in, look what's going on right now. This is an event that is sustained and shall be probably for the foreseeable future. This is not a normal big catastrophe. This is, as some people are calling a new normal. Talk about that. Well, I think it's one big catastrophe. So for planetary impasse, it is sustained, whatever symptoms they feel. I mean, you're not alone in what you're feeling. I've heard from some other women who we've written about before who are feeling the same types of things. You know, it's in the past, for instance, like with the uh, meltdown of, okay, not, not that one, but say the Boston Marathon, there were also people who experienced symptoms as a result, you know, before the, the shooting of the marathon, the, the mess there, the whole mm -hmm. tragedy that happened there. And, but then it was over. You know, that that's not the case here. This just keeps going on and on and on. I think so that's what's happening. This is a this is a neb still somewhat of a nebulous thing. We we use these terms like uh, yours, planetary empaths, ascension symptoms is also quite synonymous with I think what we're talking about. And I try to be very careful when using labels to define something because it's still there's still so many X factors, so many unknowns. What in your estimation and the research that you and Rob have done? Uh, would lend credence to the fact that this is a very real phenomenon and not just something, you know, trumped up. I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Uh, some years ago at Princeton, there was a, a project that was started called the Global Consciousness Project. Mm -hmm. They created, uh, I think it was a random number generator. Yes. That, 
that was able to register consciousness. And before, like before 9-11, in fact, Rupert Sheldrake talks about this, before 9-11, that project was just, it, it went kind of bonkers because so many people were, so many people were experiencing things before 9-11 that this, this, whatever this generator is, picked up all the emotions. So the people who were monitoring it knew that there was something that was going to happen or was happening in some part of the world. We just hadn't heard about it yet. So, you know, I mean, there is science for this. It's just what I wish would happen is that scientists would take a group of planetary impasse and study them, you know, and say, okay, when you feel this, you know, flush in your face, does that mean it's a volcano, a fire? Uh, when you when you hear ringing in a particular ear, what what does the left ear mean versus the right ear? Mm -hmm. you know, the problem with impasse, they they these people they experience these these things, but they can't say, oh, okay, there's going to be a wildfire a wildfire in California. They can't you know they can't pinpoint what the event is, and with this, it's just continuous. There's so many elements that go to it. I mean, this is this is a maelstrom. I've been saying of of uh, things that are happening both to us individually, collectively, the events on the 3D level, it's really difficult to discern and, and put a symptom with a certain uh, event that's happening. Like for instance, with me, you talk about ringing in the left ear versus the right. This particular block of time, it's been both years since February. That's interesting. Both years consistently. The clicking as well is very, very, uh, that's been happening. The clicking in the right ear has been happening since, I want to say the better part of a year. So here we go again. Uh, but see, there are also all, all, all other kinds of disasters going on with this pandemic. You know, people are being evicted from their homes, the economy is tanking. You know, there's a whole lot of other elements yes. that, that people are experiencing that adds to this. Uh, if, if any of you, I know you have quite the following on uh, the blog uh, of Synchro Secrets uh, relative to what's happening right now with your planetary empaths. Yeah, we, I put this, I, I created a static page, I think it was in 2013 for the, for planetary impasse where they could come and leave comments about what they were experiencing. We've got over a hundred comments now that date back at least to 2013. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about right now, between since the pandemic, is what I'm talking about. But what was your question? Have you heard from any of the planetary yeah. empaths yeah, since just in this block of time and what they're experiencing? The same type of symptoms. Really? Yeah. And, and for some of them, it's, I mean, you know, to, to, to be assailed by physical symptoms and not know what's causing it is one thing. But even for empaths who understand what it is, how do you stop it? How do you stop it? Well, that's there's the billion dollar question. How do you stop it? You know, I heard uh, one of the live shows that I did recently, Trish, I, I hear from the journeyers so often and they've got some great advice many times. And one individual, I can't call the person's name now, had talked about vitamin B or B12 specifically. So do you feel that there may be something, I know this is not a medical show and I want to be very, very careful here. but that part of it. So I, I really can't speak to that. So, yeah. But yeah. whatever helps, just do it. Right. 
certainly trying to quiet the mind and meditation and silence, you can't go wrong with that, but it's still very perplexing. It's It's been perplexing for me. And the vertigo is off the charts. I mean, the dizziness, if I turn, uh, I've noticed when I'm turning to look to someone, I've almost lost my balance on several occasions. That's indicative of what you're talking about? Yeah, in fact, there's a story from that same March 11th, 2011. This woman who's no longer, who unfortunately passed away last April, um, last April was Connie Cannon, a very psychic woman, and she she experienced these symptoms so often that I I'm I don't know how she was able to sustain a normal life. But on the shortly before March 11, 2011, she was in a grocery store in St. Augustine. Suddenly, the ground shifted abruptly beneath her, and she grabbed onto a shelf to to keep her balance. Her head hammered, her vision blurred. She was nauseous. Okay, she barely made it out of the store to her car. Her husband and the other people around her didn't experience anything at all. So here you are, you know, you you have this crippling pain and everybody around you is, is normal. You know, so that that was one thing. She, um, she said, prior to high magnitude earthquakes, no matter where they're gonna occur, I began to experience a sense of impending doom. This is quickly followed by an edginess. And then the physical symptoms kick in. My ears click and ring and sometimes thump. Walking becomes a real issue, uh, as if I'm trying to walk on a rocking, undulating boat on high seas. The nausea is like seasickness. You know, so I mean, it's just, for people like this, it, it could go on for a week before the event, or in some cases, a month. More common, it's a matter of hours or days. But Right, but again, we're not talking about that. Uh, you know what, I'm going to stop you for a minute, because I'm getting a ton of feedback, Trish. Okay. Uh, with because I think you're not wearing headphones. Junior's apologies if it's if it's if we're getting too much reverberation, and I'm wondering if you should put headphones on because I'm getting echo in the microphone. Hmm. Hold on. Let's. Why don't you see if you can get headphones? I'm going to talk to the journeyers. <laughs> Again, we're trying a new platform, so bear with us. Now, I just want to make sure that you're able to hear both of us loud and clear. Let's let's talk about this a little bit more until uh, Trish comes back. I want to hear from you. I know that we've been bringing this up pretty consistently back since March. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I think it's very important for those of you that may not have any contacts for some of these similar symptoms that you may be going through and you want some answers. Perhaps you've already gone to the doctor and the doctor is saying, I see nothing wrong. Uh, this just offers another um, another uh, option to, to look into. And again, it is still somewhat nebulous because we're not talking about something that, even though there is some science there, and I'm glad that, that Trish brought that up, but uh, we're talking about something that's still very, very, there's a lot of unknowns to it. I think moreover, we want to be able to find some antidote or some way of mitigating the effects of invariably what's happening. I mean, we're going through, we've talked about the planetary shift for many years, and I think we're seeing it uh, like never before, not uh, 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 an inevitable shift that's on its way, but one that we're in the midst of right now. So that's why we're having this conversation. And Trish, maybe you can just raise your hand when you're ready to come back. I'm going to keep yapping. I think this will be good because we won't get any echo. But uh, please comment. I, I I almost wish we did this live. And maybe we can, when we do our next live show, we can continue this conversation depending on the feedback uh, that we get after you see this episode. But I do want to hear from you. Um, I'm 
recalling people that have been emailing me and commenting about the, uh, this phenomenon for uh, for months now. So we're going to keep we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to keep digging in to see if we can find some answers and most importantly, some ways that uh, perhaps we can mitigate um, the effects. So, OK, I, I yapped a little bit. Are you back with us? Let's see. Let's see how this works. Can you hear me? Yes. Now I can. Now I can hear you. I'm still going to get that feedback, though. This is like your secondary Mercury retrograde. That's something else that's just not normal right now, but so be it. Yeah, I'm still getting feedback, but we're going to carry on. Do the yeah. headphones Say again? Do the headphones help? Let's see. We'll, I have to have you talk for a while. It's really me that's coming through on your computer. So. Well, now you're coming through. I, I plugged the mic into the computer. Yeah. Okay. We'll just continue. That's fine. Hopefully it won't be too bad. I'll see if I can clean it up in, in post-production. Let's continue. You know, here's what I wanted to ask you, Trish, in terms of all of the elements that may be contributing to what people are physically feeling. And that we haven't even really gotten into the emotional aspect. I mean, emotional, emotional symptoms we typically equate with empaths, you know, the classic empaths, of which I've always been. So let's talk about that too. But are they diff Are the are the emotional impacts even more heightened for those who are planetary impacts versus just impacts 1.0? <laughs> well, I I think so because first of all, you don't you you can feel this whether you're around somebody else or not. Yes. So it's not like you're an empath picking up on somebody's mood. What you're doing is you're picking up on the planet. So it's if you start feeling like you've got a blowtorch on your forehead, what do you do? You know, you can't blame somebody else who's in, because especially if you're alone, you know. Right. Yeah. No, I would agree with you. I'm going to use myself as the guinea pig in this. Uh, but you got to leave it up to you, Alexa, to find some type of physical remedy for this. You're going to leave it Without up to Well, I'm going to try. I mean, something. Yeah. It has to be something that, that helps mitigate it. I advocate deep breathing, for sure. I'm a, I, I try to take really good deep breaths throughout the day, every day. I've been doing that for years, but even more so now. Uh, and I, meditation. I don't know that I'm going to offer anything new uh, that other people aren't speaking about. I do think that having this conversation is a bit of an antidote. Because I think what happens is for people that are having these symptoms, have been able to rule out everything else and still no answers, but had no context, that's adding stress to the mix. Because right. you're like, what's going on with me? Which is going to exacerbate everything. So even in having these conversations, I think that might help, uh, you know, dial it down a bit. A lot of people right now are feeling depressed or sort of down just because of, you know, generally because of the pandemic. But with my, my sense is that for these planetary impasse who who feel this emotionally, also it's it's a deep, inexplicable sadness. That's how one of them explained it to me. Fortunately, I don't experience this stuff, so my job is just to write about it. <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on anyone, really. I'll be frank. It's uh it's it's a very unique uh and yet something worth investigating i mean on the one hand i say that it's a blessing and occurs all of these things whether you're empathic sensitive in any capacity um 
were, were, I suppose, marked with this in order to explore, to be able to help others that aren't aware of what's happening to them. So uh, I think of these planetary impasse, I mean, are they like 21st century shamans who can tap into the flow of human experience? You know, is, is that what it is? I mean, they, they may not know right now what these symptoms point to, but maybe with a little bit of study, you would be able to pinpoint, okay, an extreme migraine that lasts for days, maybe that's related to <coughs> an upcoming earthquake. Excuse me. Right. Or, you see what I mean? Or, okay, burning my eyes. Is that a fire? You know? When your eyes get water. Yeah, yeah. You, you're touching on this quite a bit in terms of equating a certain symptom uh, or having it represent uh, some a specific type of an event. But yeah. I would say if if the symptoms, let's say that there are a set of symptoms that go unequivocally with what we're going through now, because there's so many tentacles to what we're going through now, having a multiple amount of symptoms at one time in and of itself would, would kind of make sense. I mean, I have everything now. I didn't have the vertigo before. The vertigo is relatively new. I've never had vertigo. You, you don't have bleeds or ear bleeds or anything like that. No. Yeah. Don't, don't conjure anything up. God, no. No. But sinus infection and a lot of mucus, a lot, you know, I know it's a little gross, guys, but, you know, let's talk about this. Uh, have, you, have you heard of any of that sort of, um, I mean, we've got a lot of allergens out there as well. So, and that's the other thing. How do you delineate or attribute what to what? Because there's stuff that's agitating the physical body. There's a, a, a duh, obviously, right now. Um, more than we know, but things like. I don't think one size fits all because everybody experiences this differently. You know, I mean, in fact, it's, it's interesting to me that most of the impasse, at least the ones who have contacted us have been women. Um, one of the men who wrote, it was after the uh, quake and tsunami in Japan. And his was, his symptoms were, really a little strange and this was the day after the the quake um and it was before fukushima had melted and he said i've had some weird symptoms in the past few few days my ears have had a persistent airplane ears and they feel <laughs> constantly blocked in a weird sense i also have ringing in my ears uh it's a high frequency and sometimes it feels like it isn't there then other times it is i've also felt quite on edge i can't sleep um he says, I've been crashing at 9 p.m., you know, and he's apparently a night owl. Uh, okay, at the same time that, that this guy was writing us, the emergency battery power for the high-pressure core flutter system for Reactor 3 at Fukushima ran out. Less than two hours later, the fuel rods in Reactor 3 were exposed and the meltdown started. So, I mean, he was obviously tuning in on the rest of the disaster. Hmm, interesting. Um, when you when you talked about the sleep patterns being uh, a little disjointed, that's something that's been talked about in more mainstream discussions about people having 
very, very strange sleep patterns attributed to, that they're attributing to the pandemic itself. And again, some of this makes perfect sense. Our lives have been edited to the point where you, you couldn't even imagine this if you were told this six months ago. And so obviously our own uh, patterns are gonna be edited. Our, the sleep patterns, number one, not being able to sleep. I, mine have as well. Well, I'll fall asleep uh, on the couch in, in the family room at nine o'clock, wake up at one or two, get up, go to bed, get up at five in the morning. So, I, I mean, it's just, it's been relentless. So I mean, also the, it seems the symptoms vary uh, in terms of a natural catastrophe and a terrorist related thing, because after, right before the bombing of the Boston Marathon, uh, one person wrote and said, I have severe bone aches, specifically in my legs and arms. Well, look what happened during that marathon. You know, a lot of people did lose limbs. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's hard to, it's hard to say, oh, okay, what is this? I mean, you know, it's hard to pinpoint. Right. What the event is or where it's gonna happen. Here's something I wanna bring in uh, as, as another layer and something that's been discussed alongside these physical symptoms, namely the ear buzzing. And that is people that are experiencing high levels of synchronicity, another particular expertise of yours. Let's juxtapose those, Trish, and talk about that a little bit. I remember when I did a show months ago, this, when this first started, maybe even before uh, the pandemic started as we know it, people were reporting a ton of synchronicity along with the ear buzzing. How might we, how might there be a confluence there, if at all? I think there is. I mean, most of these impasses that we've, you know, heard from over the years do experience synchronicities on or around or before the actual event. And it's almost like the synchronicities are trying to say, okay, listen up, this is what you need to prepare for, or this is what's coming. You know, and it's, and it's up to us to try and decipher what the message is. Right. Which is not very easy to do if you're feeling bad, too. <laughs> the synchronicity reading numbers, again, just uh, ubiquitous these days. Ubiquitous. What is one of the strangest mm, symptoms, I guess you could say, that you have heard? Uh, associated with being a planetary empath that you maybe don't hear that much, but enough to think, to put it in that category. Well, I think people do experience a lot of synchronicities with numbers. Uh, some of these people were able to say, okay, I'm seeing repetitive 222s or 444s. In fact, there's one woman, a Canadian woman, <clears throat> who started keeping track that I don't know if we did it in Phenomena, but in one of our books, uh, we duplicated what she had sent us. She, for a period of about two years, she would record every multiple synchronicity with numbers that she had. And sure enough, within three to four, maybe sometimes five days, there would be an event. Mm -hmm. And But the problem is she couldn't equate, again, couldn't equate the numbers just like it's tough to equate the symptoms with what the event is. But she was showing herself that there was a pattern between the numerical synchronicities, the clusters she was experiencing and some type of global event. Right, I recall recording that 
in the book. That was a long section. By the way, I want to mention, uh, since we're going to talk about the book a little bit more before we go, but I'm so excited that uh, Trish has allowed uh, me to tease, not just tease, this is a good chapter I put on our Patreon channel. Rather than doing the after show, we've got uh, the, the little clip that you just heard from chapter four, which is called Future Knowing. I was able to post the entire chapter, my narrating that chapter. It's about 45 minutes long, Trish. Wow. And I remember, and I, I'm getting hoarse just thinking about it. <laughs> it took a long time to put together, but that is available on our Patreon channel. So I always say channel, Patreon platform. So do feel free to go on over there. You get to support Higher Journeys in the Process, which is uh, always appreciated. And uh, you'll get that chapter for uh, for free, for free. And I think you should go get the whole book too, because it was, I really, let's talk about the book for a little bit. You okay. know, now speaking of wonkiness and all of the craziness that's going on right now, I was recording, I was narrating this book. I think I started in February or I know it was after I got back from Australia, but we did not wrap it up until when? I, well into this whole new era. Wonky, wonky, wonky. Now I've been recording stuff for a long time. I've recorded audiobooks before. Never in my life have I seen something so wonky and crazy and stop start. What do you attribute that to? <laughs> it was just crazy. Wow. Oh my God. But it was it was fun to do. You and let me just say again. You were the perfect voice for this book. Oh well, thank you. I, I enjoyed it and I'm honored. And guys, I gotta tell you. This woman that you're looking at right now, along with her beloved husband, Rob McGregor, are some of the most fascinating, brilliant, animated writers I've ever uh, had the privilege of knowing. And I mean that sincerely. So it was just an honor. And as I was, you know, because I now, after recording it, you have to read it several times. I really, there were times, Trish, where I got a little, a little nervous. Like, can I pull this off? I mean, these are really like, heavy, heavy writers here. But the book is so good. The content is just, I mean, you cover everything end to end uh, in phenomena in terms of harnessing your psychic power. Let's let's digress for a little bit because it's all related. I'm, and I'm so glad that you did bring up planetary empaths within that book. What was your favorite part of writing that book? Do you recall? I loved all of it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I just love writing about this, this type of thing. I mean, more and more, you know, let me put it this way, 40 years ago, when I first, not even that long, maybe 30 years ago, when I started out as a writer, very few, there, there weren't many people who knew what synchronicity was. Although if you said it's coincidence, it's meaningful coincidence, then they, then they would understand. And also, you know, you would go to a party or something, and you didn't talk about psychic stuff because people would look at you weird. That's not true anymore. <laughs> No question. I mean, obviously with the advent of the internet and social media and groups and threads, clearly I think that has a lot to do with it. But I, you know, I recall talking to now the late Rosemary Ellen Guiley was a dear friend asking her if she felt in the last several years that there was an exponential rise in incidents of these sorts of things. Um, is this why we're hearing more people talk about it? And she felt, she wasn't really sure, but she did feel certainly that because we're such a small world now and the ability to communicate with so many different people, regardless of where they are, probably had, has a lot to do with it. So I would say it's a bit of both for sure. Yeah. 
helped in that sense. Say again. I think social media has actually helped. Oh, there's oh, absolutely. That's that's a great thing for sure. So, well, we're winding down, my dear. It went by fairly quickly. Unless there's anything else, let's talk about some of the things you and Rob got going on, like Mystical Underground, your new podcast. Tell us about that. Um, this was a synchronicity that happened. Around in November, December, Rob and I were thinking, gee, it'd be kind of cool to start a podcast, but neither one of us had any idea how to do it. You know, and plus at that time, we didn't really have the time to explore it. And then in January, right around the time of that eclipse, this guy on Instagram who I had communicated with said, hey, you and Rob want to start a podcast? <laughs> and he's he's the technician, you know, he knows like you, you know, he, he does what you do for yourself. Well, we couldn't do that for ourselves. So John Posey said, I'd like to help you guys start a podcast. And I'll be the tech magician. I said, great. And that's how it started. And it, it's for me, it's like another venue of communication. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. More media too, because you're, you're talking to people and Right. And you've had some great guests on uh, the likes of Whitley Strieber and Mike Cleland, mutual, mutual colleagues of ours. Uh, who you got coming up? Who do you have booked? And me, and me too. How could I forget? I was on too. <laughs> and uh, Carol Bowman, who does the past life research author. Uh, yeah, we've had quite a lot of interesting people on. Here's somebody for your show. A guy named Yannick Silver. He's an author an entrepreneur and he has one of the most interesting books I've ever seen. It's called the cosmic journey. Is he a real estate person? No, He's not. Okay. I'm getting a, I'm getting a palpitation right now because I could swear someone just brought that name up to me. I'm going to check Yannick. I could, what's his last name again? Uh, silver. Silver. I'm going to check it out and I'll, I'll get back to you and let you know. I swear that name just came up to me anyway. So such, a, such are the times, right? Synchronicity. I have a feeling that's the same person. Anyway, <laughs> I want everyone, everyone, everyone to not only get the book phenomena, you can get it on audible, the, the audiobook version, of course, on audible. You can also, of course, get the, you're not, it's not in paperback yet, right? It's ebook. No, it's, it's in paperback. Oh, it is in paperback. Okay, yeah. where's my copy? <laughs> hold it up for everyone to see, Trish. Ah, okay. So when we finish, I'm going to put my order in for my copy, autographed, of course. <laughs> Go get it. You're going to love it. I guarantee you, anybody that has any even remote interest in these sorts of things, this is the something you've got to add to your library for sure. So please go and do that. And as well, I want to put this banner up again, go visit the website, the blog of Robin Trish McGregor. That would be blog.synchrosecrets.com. I want to see a, uh, a recent, uh, a newer post on planetary impacts. I'll post something if you okay. want. If you have um, planetary impact experiences, the place to post it is in the masthead of the blog. It, it'll say, Planetary empaths. It, it's a static page. It's never going to disappear. Okay. All right. Great. So I'm going to put the question out to you, journeyers. Based on what we talked about today, do you feel that you may be, again, I do not like labels, but for the sake of argument here, we want to try to 
isolate a little bit what might be going on. Do you feel you're a planetary empath? Do you feel you fall into that category? If you do, let me know right in the comments below and stay tuned because I guarantee you we're going to be covering this again and again and again as long as it exists and persists. And while you're at it, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. What do they say? Punch Punch that, punch that like button. No, smash that like button. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button. Oh my goodness. If you like higher journeys, there's more where this came from. I would appreciate it. We would appreciate it. YouTube loves it if you would subscribe. So I want to put that out there as well. All right, Ms. McGregor. I thank you. There, there'll be more to come from you. I've got, we've got a couple announcements coming up, but not today. It'll be coming up in a few weeks on how Trish and Rob and a whole bunch of my friends, friends of higher journeys will be a part of the family even more, but shh, hold on for that. We're not going to get into that right now. So, all right. I see a, a dog tail swishing behind you. So someone yeah, may want to go for a walk. <laughs> I think he's confused by, he's, he only sees one person here and here's two. <laughs> a little confused. <laughs> oh, thank you as always, my dear. We always appreciate your joining the show, and we always appreciate your joining, journeyers. You stay safe. Continue to ask the big questions, and we're going to do our best to explore together. Thank you so much. Have a great day.